0: Well, hello there, Rob. I am excited to have you on the Real BS Today podcast. Um, I have known you for just a little bit, and my podcast listeners, they're excited to hear from you too. To be honest, you're here because we seem to think we have issues with men. <laughs> and <laughs> And I figured what a best uh, like what the best way was to start this podcast with guests then go straight to the source um, and you have an amazing story a backstory if you will um, of where you were, how you got here and everything in between so introduce yourself tell people about you a little bit and then we'll go into some of what I know about you and uh, what you got going on now
1: yeah sure thanks for having me on angels' it's, uh great to reconnect and you know how long have we known each other three years four years
0: it'll be three years in december
1: yeah yeah so um yeah this is fun uh my name is rob kowalski i'm from baltimore born and raised used to be the biggest uh well the most sought after male stripper in my city uh for a couple years I, I stripped for eight years but i was probably the most you know popular for a couple year a couple of those years <laughs> and um and then I was the biggest club promoter. I ran the nightlife in Baltimore for a few years, several years. And then I uh, had a radical encounter with Jesus when I was 27 years old. Uh, went from being like this crazy party boy to being like a homebound Bible nerd. <laughs> not not really, but I, did, I really did. I isolated a lot after I met the Lord because I just didn't know what to do with myself. I didn't know how, how to live, and I didn't really know any Christians. Yeah. And um, from being very promiscuous to believing that God told me he had someone for me. And I was I I was, uh, you know, convinced that if I waited that he would, you know, and stayed out, didn't sin, that he would bring her to me. And uh, so I went from being very promiscuous to abstinent for the next six years. When I met God, it was it was rough. Um, Eventually, I backslid, made a mess. Rededicated my life to God went through the same kind of period for about a year where I was isolating a lot and I decided I got to try to figure this out to yeah. figure something else out. So I started promoting uh, social events that we call fun without regret now. And okay. then I started promoting volunteer events and eventually it became my not the nonprofit that I, I, I found a city fam. Um, wrote a book because I was looking to talk about city fam really that, that was the whole strategy for writing the book was I, I was like if I write a book I think I can get on some podcasts and they will give me a chance to talk about city fams. and I thought the only book that I really felt um, equipped to write was about sex because I had, had so much of it prior to meeting the Lord and I had none of it for so long and then it gave me a really unique perspective on it and I started to figure some things out about it so I, I, I and I w- was passionate about talking about it. I love to talk to talk about sex because I I, I knew uh, how ignorant I was prior to meeting the Lord when it came to it all. And yeah. um, so I wrote a book about that called Why Waiting Works, and and that's what I'm doing now. So now, yeah. you know, preaching the message of saving sex for marriage, why, what the practica- practical benefits of it are, mm-hmm. and that trying to connect people in uh, social settings so that they can have other people to do life with, especially yeah. if they're waiting, because it can be very lonely. Oh,
0: yeah, for yeah. sure. I I agree. Um, I know when I first saw you, um, I don't think I've ever told you this. Did I ever tell you how I first saw you? Was it YouTube? I did see you on YouTube, and I had just went through, like, a pretty bad breakup. And I saw you on YouTube, and and it said, um, it was, like, the tagline, like, why waiting works. And I was like, there is no way, I was like, that this man is waiting for anything. I was like, I, I call bluff, you know? And basically I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna call bluff. This is not true. And then I was, of course was like, well now I wanna watch one video. I wanna watch another video. I wanna watch it. Cause I wanted to know, I'm like, what is he doing? Where is he at? Cause nobody in where I'm at is doing that. Um, so it was very intriguing, of course, uh, to know like somebody that would do that. Plus with the past that you had. And, uh, you know, some of my past, so it was kind of like, I know I did not just find Angel, like in like a different path, you know, so yeah, it was kind of interesting. So you said now I know you were talking about like city fam and the white waiting works and everything. And you know that you felt passionately at talking about, um, sex, obviously you're a guy. And so to us as women, we feel like a lot of times that that's, there's that like separation, you know, um, between what we feel, um, happened in our relationship or sex, um, or, you know, whatever we thought was going on. And, What I'm noticing as I'm starting to talk to women, go through their backstories and things, we have a lot of issues with how things went down, what we thought was going on and what they thought was going on. So, you know, was it the same for you? Do you feel like you had that same issue?
1: I don't know if I understand the question when you say, yeah, rephrase it for me.
0: Yes. Um, So how about this? Do you think that men and women have the same type of emotional connection and when it ends, we behave in the same way? So I'm seeing a lot of women that have trauma or emotional um, scars Mm -hmm. um, from relationships or sexual encounters that didn't work well, not because of abuse or anything like that. Some, of course, but just from like standard, like, hey, we dated. It didn't work out we had sex and now here we are um do you think that's the same like some of the people that i know uh women are saying like i don't think guys handle it the same do they even cry do they you know all of that kind of stuff
1: i I don't think i think you're pretty accurate in saying that we don't handle it the same because i know guys can have unemotional sex very easily Mm -hmm. we could you know that's what men see prostitutes and they don't sometimes (laughs) think it's wrong because they just feel like they're being serviced right uh women but just from strictly biology, they they mm-hmm. they don't they can't have unemotional sex, or if they if they are having, it's probably because they're so jaded at that point that they mm-hmm. have just worn themselves thin in that area. But there's a, a great TED talk I often refer to by Don Masler, how your brain falls in love, and mm-hmm. she talks about women how they they release oxytocin when mm-hmm. they orgasm, but men don't. We release oxytocin when we commit. That's the thing that makes you bond to someone and connect to them. Is that it's like blue actually you know which i think when you, when the bible talks about the two cleave, two people cleaving together yeah. that's like that oxytocin release on their wedding night is what it's supposed to be the man commits at the same time the woman gives her body and they cleave together and it preserves the family unit they get them through all the storms of life yeah. so i think what happens for women is when they get physical they're definitely emotionally get attached so i've been the benef- beneficiary of that plenty of times where i, I have sex with a girl yeah, and then she would put up with a lot more of my shit after that she would talk to- <laughs> she would tolerate really bad behavior on my part because i because i had sex with her and she was so like enamored yeah. enamored by me at that point
0: point. And,
1: and that really puts women at a position of disadvantage is what i tell tell women because like i had never made my intentions clear through actions with those women yeah uh, yeah i was physically attracted to them and i'm mm-hmm. th- and they might have felt like oh he likes me mm-hmm. but guys can we can have sex, and I've had sex with some really not good-looking women in my past. <laughs> I, mean, I, did, I mean, guys can do I things mean, like I that. i had
0: some sex with some guys that I was not extremely attracted to either or remembered later. So, I mean, it's I didn't Yeah.
1: Kids. So, I, I do think, I definitely think that, yeah, I, and there, there's actually another study that mm-hmm. women with the highest sex partners, they have the highest divorce rates. And mm-hmm. I think that, and it doesn't, that's not the same for men. Because again, imagine like imagine like oxytocin, so the Bible says anyone that sins sexually sins against their own body, so the Bible says that we're sinning against our own body somehow when we're sexually immoral right so imagine a a woman has sex with a man she she has this oxytocin release she she, she cleaves and then pulls away, and then she does it again with somebody else pulls away, does it again, pulls away eventually, maybe she's not as sticky as she used to be, and and then it's hard for her to have that. That close re- and that's why there's the higher divorce rates. I'm not saying that's 100 percent true, but I could see how it could be. And it's all, if the Bible's true, it says you know that we sin against our own body. Is it possible that like sex is a connection mechanism mm. for helping us get really deeply connected with another human being, and we break it, or at least we damage it on some level by because of, we treat sex like recreation? And I'm the guiltiest person of it. Yeah. So I get it, yeah. Uh, I, th- th- I'm not. Yeah, those are the things I wonder. So hmm.
0: no, I wonder that too uh you know my fair share of um uh, uh situations I put myself in I wonder the same thing uh because you know got married, got divorced, went through you know tramp phase, whatever you want to call it you know a lot of divorces uh do, and um have not ventured back down that so i you know I would say that that emotional like cleaving that you're talking about sure like it, multiple people going through all of those things like how do you get that connection again and maybe it's walls or maybe it is that aspect that you're talking about we all think it's like we're putting up a wall to protect ourselves maybe it's just that we no longer have that that ability to do it i i, I don't know i think that's pretty interesting hopefully um, time interesting. I, yeah. I
1: hope I hopefully time heals it that's what i, I believe you know, oh, I, I, got Jesus says He makes all things new, so I believe He could definitely make you new in that area for sure. Sure, but you know, I look at people's lives. I'm, I'm 49 years old, and I don't have any kids. I've never been in love. I had a lot of sex, mm-hmm. but I definitely missed out on some things in life
0: mm-hmm.
1: because I was, you know, even from a little kid, I never wanted to. I never wanted to have a family. I just wanted to be a playboy from a teenager.
0: Yeah, has that so I, changed you now? What's I- that? Has that changed now? Oh like,
1: yeah, yeah. Now, now I definitely want to be married. I ha- I have been wanting to be married for the last twenty years. What about but, you? but but it was you know probably something to do with my my upbringing or some insecurity there, not having a dad around. Uh, but yeah, I definitely missed out on some things that probably would have brought me a lot of joy in life.
0: Sure. Do you think that the kids would have been an issue? Because I see you, like, sorry about that. I had to pop over. We were about to run out of charge. But do you think that um, kids would be something that you would want, uh, you know, now that you're 49, even though you missed out on the emotional aspect, or do you think that you've passed that point um, of things like that? Um, you know, do you think that you could relate as a father now based on – because? Well, first of all, let's go into that. I mean, explain your situation. I mean, I know you grew up with a a single mother, right? So do you think that you, I think you could probably benefit being somebody's father, but do you think that's something like even emotionally that you would want now? Or is that, you know, that lies now? Uh,
1: So if I married a younger woman and she wanted kids, I I would say yes. For me, the first is, is falling in love. Choosing that right person is first. If she's older and she is past that, you know, childbearing age or maybe she already has kids, and mm-hmm. that's okay with me too. I'm kind of like 50-50 on it. I do believe that, that we're living in the end time. So I, I, also, I also think about, like, do I really want to bring kids into the world right now mm-hmm. with the with craziest things are getting mm-hmm. in addition to the fact that the call of God on my life and if mm-hmm. God has me, you know, I, I don't want to be slowed down from doing whatever he has for me. So I'm kind of mm-hmm. neutral with it all. I, I i wouldn't want to I sometimes go into like a school to see a friend 's kids play or whatever and I see and i'm like man this this would be have been cool to have one and gone to the games and all that uh-huh. but at the the end of the day i'm whatever God has for me i'm i'm okay with so
0: where do you think that he's leading you now? Do you think that um have you had any thoughts of like Yes, I see myself, I see him leading me in a direction of a relationship, or I see him leading me in this way. Um, you know, what what are you doing now? You were doing City Fam before, you were doing some things, you wrote the book, which, by the way, so many people love, so that's great. You know, tell me a little bit about what's going on now and elaborate on what you think God is, is doing.
1: So, uh, you know, CityFam is my passion, it's my passion project. I've seen a lot of people come to the Lord through it, and it's given me... A lot of meaning and intention to my social life because mm-hmm. before I was kind of isolating, just go to church on Sundays and live pretty a bore, pretty boring life mm-hmm. outside of that. And if God had sent me a, a woman quickly, I probably wouldn't have been as passionate about this. But because He didn't, it was it just made the it was super challenging before City Fam to to walk the Christian walk. So I really want to find people out there that are struggling through it like I was. So I, I want to build that out, you know, make it accessible to as many people as possible. Uh, I think the way for me, the book is the, the lead, kind of lead magnet, I guess, if you want to call it that. That's how people usually find us that mm-hmm. are really uh, interested in city Fam. It's either through a piece of my social media content or the book. So I want to continue to get the book out there, but I, I hope to be married soon. I, when I, when I first became a Christian, I don't know if I ever told you how it happened. I was in Cancun, Mexico. Yeah. Oh, so it was in the book. book. <laughs> right. 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 So God, God told me about a girl. He told me a specific girl. I don't know if I've mentioned that in the book, but he he told So what happened was I went to my hotel room and I looked at my girlfriend laying in bed and I heard a voice in my head. It says, are you in love with her? And I must have asked myself that question a thousand times because when it happened, I recognized that it had been happening before, but up until then, I guess I wasn't aware that I was asking myself the question. And I, I had always kind of been like, one day you'll fall and one day you'll grow to love her, blah, blah. It was a bullshit answer that I would, and I would let myself off the hook and the question would go away. So this day I looked at her and I heard, are you in love? And I heard a, a, a very clear voice go, no. And I was like, where the F did that come from? That's what I thought. I said, where, the, where did that come from? Because I had never answered myself <laughs> like that. And then a very, a very simple question, it kind of is funny now. It said, well, who are you attracted to that you haven't had sex with yet? And it was one name popped in my head. And it was this girl that lived in California. She had moved there a year earlier from Maryland. And it was like a key and a lock. I can't explain, but it was like a key that fit in the lock. It was the only answer that made Mm -hmm. sense. And I had, and I didn't even believe in love up until this moment. I was vocal about love doesn't exist. You just stay with the person that hits the most of the points on your mental checklist is what I used Mm -hmm. to say. But this day I was like, I knew it was her. This was the person I was going to marry. I didn't know it was God up until this
0: yeah,
1: I walked down to the payphone in Cancun. Try, I tried to get the girl's number to give her a caller. I was real cocky at the time. I Was like fly home. Gonna, we're gonna get married. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> um, so, yeah. so anyway, I, I af, after that, God started sending me all these signs. That's when I realized God was was communicating with me. I got baptized in the Spirit. I prophesied. It was a really crazy experience, but. God continued, he sent me a couple signs after that confirming that he told me this girl. Cause I started to wonder, I started to get lonely. With, you know, when I, bro- I broke up with my girlfriend, and within about a week's time, I'm, I have no girl around now. And I'm like, well, where's, okay, where's this girl? God, did I really hear that? He sent me a couple signs to confirm it. And that's why I initially waited for six years because surely I would have dated out of loneliness if I wasn't waiting for a specific girl to live 3,000 miles away. I say all that to say, if you would have asked me at the beginning of this year, mm-hmm. you know, what, well, what's up with the girl? I would have said she's the last person in the world I want to marry because we've had so many. There's been so many times it looked like she was going to come back to Maryland or, and it, it just never happened. And now it's 22 years Yeah, gone by. And I'm like, I don't want to marry her. Yeah.
0: She's,
1: she's you know, she's she hasn't been waiting. I've been waiting. She hasn't been waiting. Right. You know she's 47 years old i mean and that's where i start getting like shallow because i'm like i can marry a 30 year old i'll you know, start talking like that like like an asshole <laughs> but but i'm like yeah so anyway if you would ask me at the beginning of the year i said hell no no freaking way yeah but i did jackie Dorman's course and i did this healing exercise and she was one of the people that i kind of forgave and then she reached out to me like a month ago and she's like and she's been pretty much call on a text to me every day since and my heart for whatever reason is softened towards her and she says she's coming back we'll see i don't know i'm like i don't even know if i want to be in a relationship with her but i know 100 freaking percent god told me her and if god knows the end from the beginning maybe he sees something that or you know that i don't see so like no i'm not dating anyone but i'm wondering like maybe this is getting ready to happen finally after all these years i i don't know
0: uh, wow, you do yeah. you realize like how many like secret rob fans are going to be like devastated?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I have as many as I used to.
0: <laughs> I am so sorry. I I joke, but I I know that uh when I first met you there was, you know, quite a few out there that were like, "Oh, this guy, you know." Um so, but hey, still I think that would be a testimony to what can happen if you do it the right way, or if you do it the way that is, you know, kind of stopping the, the vicious cycle of, of what we do. Um, you know, I know that's what stopped it for me, you know, stopped some of the choices I was making is what you did. Um, of course, you know, it was seeing you on the YouTube and you know, that like tiny little, like, Well, he's cute, you know, Like, if I could get somebody like that, that sounds like a good good idea. You know, the initial thing, because God knew the way to my heart was like, show her somebody that's cute and she might want, and then she'll stop, you know, and I'm like, okay, cool. Um, So I think for the people that haven't kind of got there, what would you say to a woman that's kind of had, like, she's been crushed or she's been hurt or um, her story is divorce, trauma. Um, boyfriends whatever it it is um, what would you say would be if you could give them a roadmap Um, obviously I know the why waiting works is kind of a platform but if you could give them a like a small even outline small bit of hope like what would you how would they start
1: right
0: would be with waiting and yeah it
1: depends um, on what their situation is if they're already in a relationship where they're having sex with their boyfriend and they're not yet married that mm-hmm. that is, I did that. So when I rededicated my life to God, I was having sex with my girlfriend, and mm-hmm. he started convicting me. And I just went to my girl. at First, I prayed, and I said, "All right, God, I'll, I'm going to try it again your way."
0: Right. I
1: said, and me and the girl had broken up a bunch of times. We would break up, and we would get back together a week later, have, you know, good sex. Break up a, you know, a month later. We yeah. did those like ten times. Yeah. And, sure. um so I prayed and I said, God, look, if I'm, I said, I'm gonna try it your way. And if I'm in love with her, I want you to convince me and I'll marry her. And if I'm not in love, I want you to convince me that and help us break up because obviously we can't do it ourselves. So I, I went to her and I said, look, I'm not sure if we're really built to last. This is how I think we're going to find out we're going to stop having sex. And if we become convinced we're in love, let's just get married. Because what that do, does for the relationship is it puts it under the microscope now, because be, when you're having sex with each other, you're like, you, you don't really have to answer the hard questions. You're like, Eh, whatever we're giving each other what we need but imagine if you if you were starving and you came over to my house you'd be like Rob are you, are you ready to go eat because if you ain't eating with me I'm gonna go find somebody to eat with <laughs> like that's what it's like because I want to have sex again so I'm like if we ain't really doing this then yeah. I'm gonna go find the person I am in love with so I can have sex again so I would tell them that you know let have that conversation um, and then the second thing if they're if they're out like if they're not in a relationship I'd be like look it's never too late to start a lot of people say, "Well, it's too late. I've already had sex." I'm like, "No, it's like saying if you're overweight, it's too late. I already, you know, gained weight. Now it just still right. works." You got, you know, this now it is the way to true love. Plenty of I could go into the statistics. I mean, people say you got to try before you buy. Mm-hmm. I always go, "Well, if that's the case, why is it the divorce rate fifty percent when everybody's doing that?
0: Because right. if, if
1: it works so well." Why is everybody getting divorced? It's doing it. Yeah. So there's a there's a way to do it. It just, just happens to be the really hard way. Mm-hmm. So, um, I would encourage them to to start try. You know, even if they're not perfect, you know, trip, get up, keep walking. Yeah. Trip again, get up. You know, hey, I've tripped. Yeah.
0: No, I agree with you. I actually, I try. I tried that. I was dating somebody. Um, after I got involved with, um, the group and, um, definitely just cut it off. And, uh, you know, I mean, I probably should have told him that I cut it off beforehand. Uh, but you know, you
1: didn't actually, you didn't cut anything off. You just I didn't
0: cut it off. No, I just, you know, Not I like, like a Lorena
1: Bobbitt thing.
0: No, I cut off the loving. I cut off, you know, the, the angel fun, um, <laughs> you know, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and I didn't exactly made it. It known to him he just thought he did something wrong so I wouldn't suggest like I would like have the conversation right um now I will say it was a good idea for me because I knew it was ending um and I was like no because I don't want that attachment anymore and especially if it's good it's hard not to be like I but I still like this um and it wasn't so it was pretty easy to cut that off um but and there's that um but I will say Even dating and following what you go through and what you've talked about, um, I tried it with dating somebody. But the very, I think it's a conversation that's very interesting and there's a way to put it and if you have a suggestion on how people say it when they're dating or when they say it. I actually saw it with one of your podcasts with um, a guest and she was talking about like not telling them right up front you know because of how they either will act or what will happen and it's so funny i was about three dates in. um well no it was a few more dates than that but i was kind of i knew we were at that point kid was out of town kennedy was not around and i was just like uh yeah this is i probably should say something today and um uh, i did and definitely like he was on it he was like oh no i'm i'm doing no it's fine but then he was definitely pursuant very pursuant that evening never had been and then never saw them again. Literally, we've talked on the phone, never saw them again. This's been a couple of years now. Like we went through the whole pandemic, the whole thing. And at the time, I was super frustrated. But now I'm like super grateful for what you had like that that seed that had planted because, I didn't jump into another tie to somebody, whether somebody believes it's a soul tie or not, I do, but whether they believe that or not, like I didn't have to go through another regret or possibly being pregnant from him or something like that. Right. Or God knows what else that could happen because of that. Like, even if it was yeah. just simple like that, um,
1: time wasting, you know, definitely mm-hmm. you'll get rid of the jokers mm-hmm. because I mean, we get this is a one and only life we get. I was yeah. talking to this woman. I just got back from the gym and this woman, she was like, she's like asked me, she goes, you must get a lot of women working here because I was at the juice bar and I was, I said, well, I'm single, but I don't get a lot of women.
0: Yeah.
1: You goes, are you gay? And I was like, no, I said, I'm a Christian. I said, I believe in saving sex for marriage. So I, I'm pretty picky. And, oh, wow. and she said, I've showed her the 10 reasons video. And she started telling me how she married married her first husband because they had sex. And she wasn't in love. And thirty years she spent with the guy. And I think things like that happen a lot. Maybe not. Thir- maybe not thirty years is isn't as common. But I do think people marry the wrong person because of the physical stuff, or they get into these long relationships and waste good years. Yeah. Versus really just kind of exercising some discipline on the front end and finding their person and building something pretty solid right. with uh, with somebody for the long term, which is what I should have did. <clears throat> and hopefully, you know, I, I feel like I doing the work now and hopefully God rewards me for it, but there's, there's a right way. And even if you don't wait till marriage, the long, all the studies are, the longer you wait, the better the relationship will be, the better the sex will be, the better the relationship will be. So I think Steve Harvey and people like that Mm -hmm. have advocate for maybe six months or 90 days or something. So maybe some people can't get their mind around marriage, right? but you know, the longer you wait, the better it's going to be. I I, I like marriage. I tell people because it's hard to get out of, that's why it works so well for because a guy could, wait 90 days and not still be really serious. Cause that, I mean, I'll, I could put some time in to get some tail. Right. right so that so <laughs> what's that? I said that guy did, but he didn't get tail. It was about
0: 90 right. days. Oh so, yeah. Yeah.
1: But mm-hmm. when, if you say, you know, if we were dating, I said, Hey Angel, I love you. Let's, let's have sex. And you're like, sure. Let's just go to the justice of the peace real quick. I'd be like, damn, hold <laughs> on. Let me think. I'd be like, let me think about this a little longer. Cause men really, they crave their freedom.
0: Yeah. And they crave
1: <laughs> their, the, the, opportunity to maybe sleep with someone in the future and you're giving all that up when you get married so that's why it works so well because you're really you're you're when you know you're going to get one you think it through of anything
0: so true so true that is absolutely true one of anything you're going to think it through a little bit more than and if that's the last cup of coffee that you drink or something like that. You're like, Hmm, is I it really it. good? I yeah. Know. Do I really want to do this? Do I really love it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I can get behind all of that. Tell me like with what you have been through, what you've seen was there. And, and even the girlfriend, Did you have to make any amends to any people? Like, um, did you feel like I have to apologize or I have to go back? I I know with um, me being in recovery and things like that, there were some people that I had to go back that I had wronged. And um, I'm not saying that you wronged anybody, but did you feel like that sent, well... I'm not going to put words in your mouth, (laughs) but, but I know some of the people that um, follow me and follow the podcast. They're like, ask him this, you know, did he ever go back and apologize? I'm like, damn guys, do you really think that big of a jerk? I mean,
1: yeah, I was,
0: but yeah. So I,
1: you know, all the sex was consensual, but
0: sure. Yeah.
1: There was one girl I slept with that was married and Mm -hmm. her and her husband weren't like they were on the outside or it didn't matter. I was going to apologize to him and I hit him up and, and I, yeah. I, and so basically what happened is they were kind of on the outside, we slept together and then they their relationship completely, uh, dissolved. And yeah. then her and I dated for a couple of years after that. So I was going to apologize to him, but yeah. he didn't want to get on a call with me. And that was like after I heard a sermon that my pastor preached about, you know, making amends and forgiveness. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I apologize to anybody else because, and I know they tell you to do that in recovery. I guess I just couldn't, I didn't really think of any, anybody else that maybe sure. um, yeah. reached out to a lot. Uh, when I was in the clubs, honestly, <clears throat> and I'm sure there were probably people if I would have really sat down, but I, I don't even know how to get a hold of these people. Like it wasn't like,
0: yeah.
1: it wasn't even like sometimes the sex was so casual. It wasn't like we dated. It was like, I'm walking out of the club at two o'clock and, you know, right. grab one on the way out. That's what it was like. Or to have a party at my house and one or two of them come upstairs with me. It was crazy. Yeah. It was yeah. horrible, filthy. Um, But it was like that. So, like, a lot of these women, I don't remember their names
0: yeah.
1: and would never know how to reach them.
0: Yeah, and, you know, I, honestly, I, I I know people think it's just guys that do that. I, I don't often go out and air my dirty laundry, but – Certainly, I, I understand what you're saying. Woke up somewhere and was like, ooh, let me just grab my stuff and head on out of here. Um, so, uh, yeah, if I had to apologize to every person, it, it might take a minute um, or not know who to say sorry to. And maybe it's just between you and, and God, you know, at that point. to I'm not all about going back to every single person and making amends, but I also don't go to meetings and stuff like that either. So I think it's more of a flip,
1: personal thing. Okay. If you try to apologize to guys that you slept with, they'd be like, why are you apologizing? (laughs) They would. They'd be like, guys, unless they became like a Christian and they're like, I I don't see guys, you know, feeling like you owed them anything. They would be like, no, thank you. (laughs) All right. Can we do it again? (laughs) I don't think they they felt like, yeah, I need to be apologized to. Yeah. I'll
0: keep that in mind. Good. I guess I didn't waste my time doing that then, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so tell me a little bit about what you're doing now because I know you're, you've got some new stuff coming I see like this you know cool shirt you got on and stuff tell me what's going on now like because I know some new stuff is going and um, I'm excited so
1: yeah, yeah. so the, I mean the big thing is like I, the, I got a funnel a book funnel so mm-hmm. people can get a free copy of the book they just pay shipping and handling we're running mm-hmm. Facebook ads for that so a lot of people are coming into our world through that mm-hmm. uh, Nicole and I are working together again on CityFam she was out yeah. for a while she's back and I'm excited about that so really hoping that we can turn city Fam into a world-class organization i want to i want us to end loneliness that's really what i want to do with, with the organization and or christian boredom you know loneliness loneliness slash christian boredom because i feel like that's a real problem i think that uh if god uses city fam like i i hope he does I, we will we'll lead a great revival to you know maybe millions of people come to the lord mm-hmm. and not only not only that but really prepare the bride for his return because what I see in city fam, a lot of times when it's working the way it's supposed to, and sometimes it, it doesn't, it's, you know, it's disorganized, but when it's working the way it's supposed to is people will come in the organization and they're out, they might be Christians, but they're not living. They're, they're out having sex or there's a lot, a lot of that in the church right now. And they come in the city fam and they're like, wow, they experience this freedom where they can go have this social life and, mm-hmm. and have a little fun, not take themselves so seriously. Cause, you know, I got, I, like, I got the epic shit t shirt on. I don't take myself too serious. But also, we're really, for the most part, we're trying to walk the narrow path. We're, we're saving sex for marriage. And I feel like if you can do that, you pretty much do anything. Right. So, so I see a lot of people come into the organization and they, it, it raises the bar for them a little bit. They, they become a little bit better version of themselves and then a lot of times if they'll go out and invite other people that maybe aren't there yet uh, into those environments or social or service events and sometimes you see a lot of people get saved so i'm hoping that that's how god uses us and yeah. uh, and the home is the next thing that's that that's the bar that i really have have dreamt of for years where i i, I want to open this bar in baltimore that we can um we can, it won't be a Christian uh, bar. It'll just be a, a bar. Mm-hmm. We'll have non alcohol alternatives like Kava and Kratom. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bag of Kava right here on my desk. Um, but a bar, like, so when I became a Christian, I was looking for this place because I, all of a sudden, I came out of the clubs. I can't go to the clubs anymore because they were making bad decisions and I would have been right back to my old self if I would have continued. So I, nice. I, uh, I was looking just for a place to hang out on the weekends, be around some good people, have some fun and and not make bad decisions and I, I just couldn't find anything. So that's when I isolated. When I was waiting those six years for the girl, I saw a lot of movies and and it just wasn't it wasn't good. So mm-hmm. imagine a place where you can go have a glass of wine or a beer or maybe even a drink, hear some music, right. sing some karaoke. Maybe mm-hmm. Wednesday night we bring in Jeremy Camp or some other faith act. Like it'd be a, a place it'd be really hard to put it in a box because okay. it'll be it'll be have a lot of different things. It's, maybe she's getting out of a bad re- relationship and she's hurting and you, you know, you, you know, she needs God. She yeah. can't, she ain't want to come to church with you, but you can get her to a bar. And, okay. in that bar, and if in that bar, you and I are there probably yeah. a good chance we get her to church.
0: Yeah, I, I do like that idea. And I, I always love the idea of home. Um, personally loved having city fam here um, in Columbus and um, I had a lot of fun with it. I mean, it was really fun. Um, I, I, I will be completely honest. I don't think I've went out since I stopped like hosting my uh, city fam here in Columbus. Like I went out, I just traveled to LA for a retreat um, with my business that I work with and um, that was fun, but it was a bunch of women. So clearly not meeting anybody there that um, I can date. Um, but you know, I haven't done anything since city fam like that um, here locally. And that was my last event I went out on because it is hard, like you say, to try to, trying to figure something out um, to do. So I'm actually excited if you get one here or maybe we can talk later. We'll see. But um...
1: eventually we'll have something there, I believe. We've had a lot of people reach out from Columbus. We just got to get better at, uh, you know, what's been the most challenging thing for us is resources. It's the the organization doesn't generate a lot of money. So it's like when you're, you got people that are working full-time jobs and you're trying to, Give you know five to ten hours a week to the organization. It just it's hard to move forward mm-hmm. like that. So we, there's some things happening. So I, I, actually, this would be something to mention. We're starting these watch parties. Uh, actually, this Sunday is our first one in Baltimore, and uh, later in June we're starting one in Oklahoma City. And basically, what we're going to do is we're going to stream a service in someone one of the city fan members' house. Mm-hmm. Off Epic, which is in Baltimore, and um, they've agreed to financially partner with CityFam. So, if these watch parties start generating revenue, they're going to contribute a portion of it back to the organization. So, which I think is great because mm-hmm. Sundays I want something to do and I would love to go over another city fam member's house, turn on the television, worship together, watch a message, maybe mm-hmm. hang out a little bit after, and then if those people start tithing to the church and we have all these watch parties, mm-hmm. I think then we're off to the races. And finally, I'll be like, "Yeah, it would be huge for city fam if this works out the way that I I hope it will." Even mm-hmm. though it, I always city fam is not faith based, so I always have to add that because if anybody's not a Christian, I don't want them to feel like they're excluded there just happens to be a lot of Christians in it. So the watch parties isn't really an official city fam event. It just happens to be at a city fam members house and they are gonna, yeah, anyway.
0: Oh, and if for anybody that doesn't know what city fam is, I mean, we went out to, you know, bars, karaoke, uh, ax throwing, um, you, you guys go to b- baseball games or, you know, the Ravens, whatever you guys go all over, um, here in Columbus, we did pins, we did different places here. Um, so it's, a, we did like a taco thing at one of the places. So it's a lot of the different events. Um, at least when I was in it, um, and did things with it. I, I assume that's still things I see Nicole do yeah. as well. So yeah,
1: whatever yeah. you find fun, you can do. Yeah. That's, that's the beauty of it and yeah. safety and numbers.
0: You know. yeah some accountability in numbers too, so right. if you want to meet somebody, it actually makes it easier for you to meet somebody kind of in a not that it's to get you to meet somebody, but it's like if you and I were to meet, I could talk to you a long time before we're alone somewhere, and you know whatever else happens, so I think that that's you know that's pretty. Amazing it gives you a moment to see if somebody is for real or what they are all about. So
1: totally totally gives you like some time to filter them It gives you some other people's perspective too They, they can eat sure. them and see if they you know, maybe there's something some blind spots that you don't you have and Yeah, it works well for that
0: Nice, and yeah. I know you guys also do your New Year's Eve things and and those are always epic if you want to go there um, You know, so um, are you guys planning on and one this year now that we're getting on the tail end of everything?
1: Yeah, this year it's a I think it's Saturday night this year, and that's always our biggest.
0: Yeah.
1: Every time the New Year's falls on a Saturday, it's our biggest one. So I'm pretty excited about this year. I think we're doing like a a night in Paris or something. I forget what the theme is. Really? A the theme party. So Very I think it's cool. A night in Paris. But yeah, all Trump's, right. You got to come out for that. You would love that.
0: I I think I will. Kennedy's old enough now, you know. And I'm traveling. I went to L.A. this, you know, just a couple weeks ago. So I think I can I can travel now. So going to New Orleans in June. So yeah.
1: Perfect. Call Nicole and y'all plan a trip. Both come.
0: I can't wait. I haven't seen her in so long. But all right. So if you had like one tip, one thing to leave these women with that, um, you know, some type of inspiration, uh, what would you tell my my listeners? You know, women with backstories, women with histories that they literally are afraid they can't move past or they won't meet a nice guy, you know, um, which by the way, somehow they already think you are on um, in my DMs. And I'm like, no, get him. no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like he is you just give it a minute though. There are more than just him. So
1: yeah. Um so I guess a I, I would say one, women wield a lot of power prior to sex with a man that's interested in them. I always try mm-hmm. to impress that upon him. It's like, know your worth because mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to say the word, but P U S S Y powers or things.
0: You can say whatever you want on here. I'm not. Okay.
1: To so you gotta, you gotta know that and and use it oh, to your wow. advantage. And, um, so a man will rise. you know, if he really is interested in you, he'll rise to your occasion and, and he will, he will commit. <clears throat> I would say, Couple things. One, a lot. Of, I think a lot of women don't want to get married anymore, especially if they've been divorced, or maybe if they're older, they're a little jaded sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I would. I think that marriage, it, to me, it's just semantics. When you say get married or marriage, it, it, everybody wants to find a best friend that they, yeah. um, that they're physically attracted to, yeah. and that that uh, they love being around, and can, and that have a maybe a, a set of gifts that complement their own. Mm -hmm. I just feel like the way to find that person is to save sex for marriage. Mm -hmm. So it's like, because of all the reasons that I mentioned before. So it's like, don't get hung up on the word "marry," get married or marriage, because sometimes people have very negative association with that. If they've already been married and divorced, but usually when I talk to those people, they didn't do it the way God told them to do it. They did it exactly the way I'm telling you not to do it. And then they get a bad taste in their mouth about marriage when it wasn't bad. It's just, you didn't follow the instructions. Mm -hmm. So I'd say there's that. And then the other thing I would tell people is I think a, a lot of for women, I think the, the the argument that the enemy uses to convince you not to do this is he's always going to use fear. <clears throat> so if you're thinking about doing this, he's probably going to tell you something like, that's crazy. No one will wait for you. No one's going to wait. Nobody waits anymore. You'll be single forever. And I always try to t- tell women this. When I was, when I was a man whore if a woman told me she was waiting, I would not have stuck around. I would have been like, peace, I'm out. Thank but if a, a woman tells me she's waiting now, I'm actually a lot more interested in her than I I would have been. And if, if she tells me she's not waiting now, I'm like, peace, I'm out. Because I don't want to date a girl that that's not waiting. Doesn't mean I wouldn't date one that's willing to wait, I guess, because I would. Um, but it, you know, it would be like a physically fit person dating somebody that's out of shape doesn't you know you probably don't want to date somebody that's out of shape when you're in shape so it's kind of like you attract what you are so I would say don't don't fall for that lie because I do I I think that that's the number one thing that stops women from trying this yeah
0: I get it I get it for sure yeah the fear the fear of will I miss out on somebody so Yeah. yeah the what ifs so that's That's good advice, and um, I so appreciate you coming on here. Um, I have other guests that are already taped, but I could not wait um, to have you on, and I'm actually going to launch you before, because you have been, and by you, I mean men, have been a topic that women want to talk about, and I'm like, you know what? We're just dropping it first. So Awesome. Yeah, so thank thank you for coming on, and um, I hope to see so much more from what you guys are doing, and I'm excited for you.
1: I appreciate it, Angel. Thanks for the opportunity to share.
0: Yeah. Thanks, Rob. And have a good evening. All right, bye.
1: Okay.